Feel Good in Body, Mind and Soul show. I'm your host, Isa Welly. I'm a registered nutritional therapist and a well-being coach, and I'm here to bring you tips, tools, and conversations around nutrition, well-being, mindset to help you feel good in body, mind, and soul. In today's episode, I want to talk about dieting and I want to share with you five reasons why diets don't work and what we should be thinking of doing instead. So for years and decades and, you know, society has told us that we're supposed to look a certain way and that puts so much pressure on us women to attain and men as well, to be honest with you, to attain these impossible physical goals because, well, not all bodies are meant to look like that one type. And I think at the beginning of the year, like January, February is often the season and the time where many, many women fall back under that pressure to yet go on another diet, try again and see how things will change this time. Now, before I get into this, I'm sure you're looking at, if, especially if you're looking at this on YouTube and you've been here for a while and you, you know me well, or you've seen my pictures and you know what I look like, you're probably thinking, hmm, what does she know about dieting? She's pretty thin and what do I know? And, and, and yes, you're right. And I fit quite well, at least in the shape side of things in a Western physical standard of what women should look like. But if I'm being completely honest with you, um, I really relate to these subjects in the sense that where I'm from, uh, in my cultural standard, I'm from Togo in West Africa. Um, the way I look like is actually what you don't want to look like, or that's not what our standards are in terms of what a beautiful woman is in West Africa. She's curvy. She's got bumps. She's got big thighs. She's, you know, she's got curves. And I used to be actually curvy. I used to be bigger and I've lost weight when I started my health journey, not intentionally, at all, because I actually do miss my bum, uh, but because I cut out a lot of things out of my diet that were not working for my gut health and that made me lose weight. And it's a way that is not coming back and it is what it is, but I had struggled. I have struggled a lot with being thinner and it took me a little while to be like, do you know what? It is what it is. And we're just going to get on with it, you know? So I do relate to this topic a lot. All right, let's get back into it. So, um, Having been, I've been coaching women for the past few years and a lot of women on a one-to-one, whether it's nutrition or a whole well-being on my body, mind, soul reset package. And I can tell you without a doubt that 80% of women that come to me often, and they come to me for other reasons, but 80% of them wants to lose weight and weight loss is part of, is, is in the back of their mind. And out of these 80%, maybe 90% of them don't actually need to lose weight, at least medically. Uh, they look perfectly fine, they're healthy, and they, it's, you know, it's other things they need to work on. So I know there is that pressure and it's there a lot, a lot, a lot. And those women, they want to feel lighter in their bodies, stronger in their bodies. They want to look in the mirror and and be proud of what they see. And to be honest, who doesn't? Like We all want to look great in our favorite jeans. And of course, like I get that and we all want that. But here's the deal. Diets are not the only way to get there and stay there. Weight loss is such a complex matrix that involves mindset, body acceptance, happiness, but more importantly, physiological processes like your hormone, your hormones, your gut health, and so much more. So it's not always, and actually as a fact, most of the time, it's not a straight road. And of course you can lose weight by, you know, eating less and moving more calories in and calories out, the basic rule of weight loss, but is it sustainable? 
and how long can you do it for? Now, before we go further, I'm not against women wanting to lose weight, not at all. I think, you know, your bodies, your rules. Um, and again, the women I coach often, they kind of scared and they feel a bit embarrassed to mention they want to lose weight because there's, there's so much going on around that. There's some sort of stigma and, you know, that makes you feel like, oh, maybe you're not a feminist, you're not body positive. And I think honestly, screw that. You don't owe anybody shit. Like you don't owe anybody shit. And certainly not the, if I want to look a certain way, that means I'm not a body positive. You know, we all have a different experience story with our, with our bodies and we need to respect and acknowledge that, you know, and everybody's right. You know, whatever you feel is right is how you feel. It's important to do what feels right for you and also to let others do what feels right for them without judgment. And that's that part is hard. And if weight loss is a triggering topic for you, I would say don't engage with it, you know, unfollow, turn the page, move on from it. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but when Adele posted a picture, Adele the singer, of her looking thinner last year at some point I mean it was crazy like it almost went to like I'm sure it was even at the news like but the amount of comments conversations and articles and drama that one photo caused just shows you that we still have so much mindset work to do when it comes to a relationship with our bodies but also other people's bodies you know if someone decides to lose weight what does it have to do with us but obviously it does trigger us right So what is important for you to be honest and understand is why do you want to lose weight if you want to lose weight and is it for you or is it to fit in the standard, right? Where is that pressure coming from? Is it something you're doing for yourself or to fit in what you think you should look like and how you're going to lose that weight in a sustainable way? Now let's think and let's talk about why diets don't work. The five reasons why diets don't work. Number one, restriction causes frustration and I'm sure you agree with me whether you're dieted before or not that restriction especially when it comes to food can really bring frustration resentment and even anger and that eventually transfers onto the food and we start having this tricky this intricate complicated relationship with food number two restriction can cause overconsumption and I know a couple of things about that because when I first, when I was first diagnosed with candida, and I don't know if you listened to my first episode about my health journey, but um, I had to go on a strict no sugar diet. And let me tell you, that was so hard. The minute the diet finished and I felt better, I was like, pass me all the sugar. I was like literally binging on it because I was so frustrated and, and I went overboard, right? Obviously my problems came back running <laughs> worse. So, and there are studies, um, that show that when we restrict, you know, uh, on a certain food, we then go and eat more of it after 24 hours. So you can pop on my website. Um, you'll see this, um, this podcast and you can actually read the article and, and I've highlighted some of the studies there for you guys. Uh, number three, winter is not winter is a time for nourishment not for restriction and I think January February March or beginning of the year whenever it is that you feel like oh do you know what? I want to go on a diet I actually think it's the worst time Christmas is just gone you know the mood is often low I'm looking at my window now it's gray and I think the last thing your spirit want is some dietary restrictions right it really is 
you know, the time, the cold weather is time to really focus on your body, particularly on your immune system with some slow cooked and nutrient dense food that's going to support you and support your health. And diet is actually a stressor itself, right? Because you're depriving yourself of certain foods and sometimes you might cause nutrient deficiency and that's a stressor in itself on your body. Number four, the change is temporary when it comes to a diet and often so is weight loss. Um, diets are not efficient because they have a time frame and what happens once you've cut out that food for, I don't know, 14 days? Do you then go back into it? Do you put the weight back on? It's always tricky. Do you return to your old habits? Have you changed your habits, right? Um, and if you go back to your old habits, does the weight come back? And just like everything, you know, when we start a project, when we start a diet, when we start anything new, we've got that will at the beginning, but will is not forever. Like will does die down, especially when life gets busy and everything, other things come into come into play. So we do often return to our old habit. And in dieting, often that causes what we call the yo-yo effect and where you like put the weight on and lose it back and put it on and blah, blah, blah. And that can be so demoralizing. And only you have the power to get yourself out of that cycle. Number five, mainstream diets are not tailored to you. And weight loss, I think, is really as simple as calories in, sorry, and calories out. You need to think about your sleep, stress management, gut health, thyroid hormones, appetite regulating hormones, right? Uh, blood sugar regulation. Like There is so much that comes into it. So when and if you were to follow a diet on, let's say, on internet, like a, a whatever diet people are doing nowadays, just know that that diet is not tailored to you as an individual, right? It's not for you because diet doesn't know you yet, right? Now you're thinking what to do if I can't diet, but I need to lose the weight. I want to lose the weight. Now, my philosophy with health and everything in general is be in that for the long haul. Be invest in your health because it's for a lifetime, not just for one event and not just for like a one thing, you know, um, and no matter what you're working on or try to achieve, make it a lifetime purpose to invest in your well-being every day. It's just those little actions on a daily that really, really matter and try to enjoy the process and do it for you and try to forget about the numbers and really focus on the feel good factor. Like, yes, this feels good. It feels good to eat better. It feels good to and whatever it better means to you, you know, it feels good to drink more water, to have more veg. Oh my God, this feels good because I feel more energized. My bowel is more regular. Focus on the feel good factor. What to do instead? I'll say number one is to build yourself a sustainable way of eating that doesn't feel restrictive. And of course, if you, you know, you come from a place where your diet is really not great, it's full of processed food and you feel like, God, I've got a long way to go. Yeah, it's, you're going to have to start slowly and learning to cook those meals in a healthier way, you know, but try to start, don't go from zero to hundred, basically start in a sustainable way, build yourself, you know, some meals that are still satisfy your soul, <laughs> but are still good for you. Uh, and if you're not, you have no idea how to do this, which is understandable because I remember when I started my health journey and I needed to, to eat and, and more veg, I was like, what do people eat even? Because I was so stuck in my ways. Do work with a registered nutritionist, a dietitian, anybody that has the knowledge, right? That has real knowledge about food that can support you. 
Number two, don't get rid of all your favorite foods. You know, if you love a pizza every now and then, or you love a pizza every day, keep the pizza. Not every day, but every now and then, you know, keep it. Again, it's not about causing those crazy restrictions that will maybe translate into overconsumption or frustration, but it's about finding that balance and go slowly, right? Finding that balance and think about your soul. Like sometimes your soul just wants something comforting and that food might not be great for you if you have too much of it, but if you have it every now and then, it will be fine. Number three, Don't try to nail it all perfectly straight away, one step at a time, always one step at a time. No matter how long it takes, the goal is to reach your healthy body weight um, while you're eating your normal regular meals without the crazy pressure by adding numbers and deadlines. So go one step at a time, no rush, no stress. Again, you're in there for the long haul. Um, manage your stress levels. And this is a big one. Stress can really affect your weight and bring you to both ends of the spectrum, right? Some people, when they are really stressed, they might not eat a lot. They might actually not eat anything. And some of us, we might actually tend to snack more and find comfort in food. And most of us are like that, whether it's like sweets or savory or whatever, but we might go that way. So Try to work on your stress levels. When we stress, our adrenal glands produce hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. And what cortisol does, it moves the glucose from the storage to the bloodstream ready to be used. Only that we actually don't need to use it, right? And we live in a chronic state of stress, you know, chronic state of psychological stress, um, whether it's work, whether it's life. So it's really important to look into it. Chronic stress also, as you know, or might not know this, but it's been linked to the development of insulin resistance and loss of muscle mass. Um, And with insulin resistance, obviously this can result in weight gain, obesity, uh, and which are risk of type 2 diabetes. So stress is super mega, mega, mega important. Um, Consider your gut health. Gut health and weight loss are links. There's been studies, but it's still studies that needs to be done to confirm certain things. But the existing research right now, what we have right now in terms of study, does show a link between a diversity of your gut microbiome uh, and your weight. So the more diverse your gut, the better chances you have to gain a healthy body weight in the long term. And what studies are showing is that people that are obese have a less diverse microbiome than lean people. Again, it's not always as straightforward as that, but this is what studies are showing. And it seems like an increase in in some of the, let's call them bad or pathogenic bacteria, can affect the production of hormones. And those hormones are some of the hormones that regulate our appetite or our society. So again, keeping your gut microbiome into balance is super important. Um, obviously, move your body, right? I know weight loss happens in the kitchen mainly, but moving your body will be a great, great, great support and a regular finding what works for you. It doesn't have to be crazy, but keep it moving, super important. Work on your mindset. 
okay, this is the tricky part because it might be possible that this, where you are right now, is your healthy body weight. And, and that's how your body naturally is. And perhaps you need to work in accepting where you are. And this is where you might be able to work with a therapist, work with a coach that will help you really improve that relationship you have with your body, uh, with your beautiful body and, and, and learn to accept it and, and live with it and, and, you, and just be happy in your body. Um, so I really recommend if you think maybe that's where you are, also working with a therapist or a coach or um, in that aspect of the things. Last but not least, don't do it alone, right? If you, you know, decide to go on a weight loss journey, again, think about the long term. And as I mentioned earlier, if you're struggling to prep those meals and really find that balance and create that lifestyle, very slowly change your lifestyle that will help you reach that healthy body weight. Don't do it on your own. Whether you need a fitness coach, a well-being coach, a registered nutritionist, a dietitian, whoever you need, go and work with that person. I would say, like with everything, if it's weight loss, work with someone who's specialized in weight loss, someone who's done it and someone who's got a really, really kind approach. And that is really, really important because we all know that this can be a triggering subject. This can be a topic that can leave some scars if it's not uh, approached properly by the right um, specialist or a therapist or coach. So really always choose your your coach appropriately and if you need help with that do reach out I will be happy to recommend some um, coaches that are specialized in weight loss and if you need help more on you know improving your lifestyle and working on your overall lifestyle including your how you eat how often you exercise your boundaries your stress level your gut health I'll be more than happy to support you email me at info at isawelly.com. Let's have a conversation. Um, and maybe let's just have a call, you know, and just, and just see where you are and how things are going. Et voilà. So to recap, diets don't often work. It's a complex matrix. Focus on a long-term gale of game, sorry, <laughs> long-term game of investing in your well-being, right? Focus on the feel-good factor. Drop the numbers. Focus on, oh my God, I feel good by investing in my well-being, in my health on a daily. Et voilà. Thank you so much uh, for listening to today's episode. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, please drop a comment. Let me know. Have you ever been on that journey? Is this something you've been thinking of? Where are you in your health journey? Thank you so much for your support. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.